Well, we, um, my team's done a lot of research around technology and older people, and I have to say that they are just as skilled as younger people. They don't realise they are, um, and when it's when they are skilled up, and it's not, it's yeah, we're talking things like smartphones and and tablets, so they're 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 not that difficult. Um, when, when they're skilled up with that sort of technology, they're very, very good at it and they can see the real benefit of it. Welcome to CQ University Commentary, the podcast bringing you our experts to explore and dissect issues that affect you, your family and your community. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode and join the conversation on CQ University social media. This episode was recorded during the global coronavirus outbreak. As a result, Seek University has dedicated the first season of this podcast to focus on conversations about the issues from COVID-19 that you may not have considered, but are still changing the world we live in today. In following social distancing advice from the government, our interviewers and experts conducted these conversations remotely, so you may experience a lower quality of audio recording. Visit the CQ University website for more information on our response to COVID-19 and advice for students and staff. As the world continues to fight the coronavirus with finding a vaccine and treatment, the real battle facing everyday people, particularly our seniors, is now isolation. Our seniors and those with health issues and disabilities are more vulnerable than ever. Today, I'm joined by CQ University's Dr Lynn Parkinson. Lynn is an adjunct professorial research fellow undertaking gerontology research at CQUNI with a special interest in reducing social isolation for vulnerable groups. Lynn, thanks for joining us on our podcast. Hi, Priscilla. It's actually really nice to be here today. Um, firstly, can you explain the potential impact of loneliness on these groups of people at this time? Well, I, I guess, Priscilla, um, loneliness is always already having an impact on older people. Um those impacts are very, very um, substantial. So loneliness, and loneliness is a subjective thing. So some people who are isolated are not necessarily lonely. So what I'm saying is loneliness, it's it's as bad as having a physical ailment. It's, it's, it produces um, impacts, physical impacts that are as bad as smoking. Um, and that's been, that's been proven in past research. So it's really bad both physically and psychologically, emotionally for people to be isolated, to feel loneliness um, in their isolation. And as I've said, it's already been an issue. Um, a lot of older people that we, that we know of are isolated anyway. And the people that, that are now going into self-isolation, they're, they're, there's a lot of people out there who are quite, I guess they're, they're, been living their lives in a very social way. They've been volunteering. They've been keeping on with their community, um, their community activities. They've been meeting with their friends at, co at um, coffee at coffee places, at cafes. They've been doing all of that social stuff that we really encourage older people to do. And now they've sort of been, I guess, stopped in their tracks. So, so that the people who are already isolated, um, they are a major problem for community in terms of burden and now we've got this other group of people who were just going out there and doing it and it's it's yeah the the ramifications are actually quite 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 um well they're, they're quite scary really because there's a, there's a real need for concern about the, the number of older people there's going to be out there who will be be, be lonely in their self-isolation so I, I know technology um, can play its part here. You know, 
I know as a university and the schools and businesses are, are going online more and more at this time. But is it a way for seniors to connect as well or are they just not able, not skilled enough um, to do that? Well, we, um, my team's done a lot of research around technology and older people and I have to say that they are just as skilled as younger people. They don't realise they are. Um, and when it's, when they are skilled up and it's not, it's, yeah, we're talking things like smartphones and, and tablets. So they're, they're, they're not that difficult. Um, when, when they're skilled up with that sort of technology, they're very, very good at it and they can see the real benefit of it. Um, we've done a lot of work around video conferencing between older people. We did some work which was, um, older, um, carers of people with dementia and, that the technology we used was quite simple. Um, it was just the whatever they had on on you know, in their household, whether it's an old computer or an old laptop or a new one, their tablets, their smartphones. Um, yeah, it's they, it's not a lack of skill. It's not a lack of of ability. I think sometimes older people haven't thought about it, and I, I guess I see that it's. It's quite gerant. It's a sign of gerontism or ageism, which focuses on older people to think that they don't have the capabilities or they can't develop the skills. So, how many people in in the, in that sort of category, the older people, those with you know disabilities, or do they actually have smartphones and are they connected to the internet, computers? Well, the vast majority of people have, um, in our experience, do have something, um, and most people are connected to the internet. So, um, in a Deloitte, the most recent Deloitte report, 91% of people over 50 had a mobile phone, a smartphone, not just a mobile phone, a smartphone. Um, when you get to the groups of those those people who are 80, it gets gets down to about 70%. But if 70% of people over 80 have a smartphone, then you're talking about that that's that's a vast that's a majority of that population have a smartphone. Now, in some cases, people may only use it in a non-smart way, but um, they have every ability. I mean, all you need is a smartphone. A smartphone allows you video contact. It allows you um, discussion board type. You have Facebook, just that that text type contact. And um, yeah, it's most people do have the technology, but they don't use it for that purpose yet. Internet's a bit what more tricky. So, yeah, internet's a bit more tricky because, um, as you go out into the regions, uh, rural areas, then internet becomes less available. But certainly in the cities, um, there's good access to internet. That was just going to lead into my question about what are the barriers for them to use the technology. Yeah, or, or lack of internet and lack of steady internet. But if you're just doing a for, an informal meeting, just having a chat, then it doesn't really matter if it drops out, does it? Um, and you can get back in. So, yeah, so I guess there's the barriers are I, for older people, they may be wary of using technology. They may be very old school and still be doing everything by hand and thinking everything's manual and, and, and be resistant. I think that's actually a minority of older people because in our experience, people can use even quite tech, you know, quite um, complex technologies. So they can use monitoring equipment, etc. So our research has shown that people who are, you know, 75 plus are quite adept at using quite complex technical equipment when they're shown how. And I think that's one of the important things is 
that that um, not forcing someone, just being quite gentle about going, well, you've got your smartphone. Do you know what you can actually do with that? Why don't you just press that button? Something like Messenger, if you're, if you're using text on Messenger anyway, you just press a button, press an icon, and you're there in video. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's getting used to that, um, being able to do that. And there's 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 so many apps out there that, that make it easy. It's just a press of a button. That's actually leads into my other question. What what technologies? What are the apps? What what can they be using? Well, we for our research we use Zoom, um, and I think everybody knows about Zoom now. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. When we started, it wasn't that known a quantity, but these days everybody's going, "Oh, you're on Zoom. We're zooming this and zooming that." Um, WhatsApp. Um, we've got Facebook. Yeah, we've got on Facebook. We've got Messenger, and that you can, there's a video component to that. But there's there's specialised apps that you can use as well. So there's there's Skype. I mean, it's, that's old school Skype. There are so many different apps out there, and many of them free. So so the free apps like Messenger and and Skype, you can use those with you know one or two people for free. Yeah, for as long as you like, pretty much. So there some restrictions on say Zoom. You can only use that um, in a free app for 40 minutes. But you know, you just want to ring up and have a 15 minute chat anyway. Enjoying this episode? Subscribe to Seek University Commentary on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for more. And remember to rate, review, and share. And what are some of the other things they could be using these technologies for, not just to connect with family and and friends? Is there other things they can be using it for? Well, my goodness me, um, Priscilla, I think that, that, um, this, this whole crisis has been an amazing turning point for the use of, for the development of virtual, um, virtual situations, virtual social situations. So there's, there's choirs happening. There's, um, groups that are meeting for their, they're doing all, everyone's doing book club online. Um, they're doing their, 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 their Friday, um, afternoon drinks, um, from home online with their mates. It's just, it's just, it's burgeoning. I find it, I find it actually really quite exciting. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. People are just using it for all many, many, many different things. So, so you've got artists coming online and, um, putting up, yeah, uh, uh, videos about how to, um, crafts for young people. There's a lot of stuff around children being isolated, but there's also a heck of a lot of stuff about older people and joining groups. Um, yeah, so all the, all the groups that were face to face, there's such an opportunity to make those online as well. So you don't have to stop and miss that social interaction. I know um, one of the, the restrictions that, you know, were put early on is um, churches had to close down. And I know that with the older people, some of, you know, there's a, a fair cohort of the older generation that still like to, to go to their church on a Sunday. Um, how are they going to... Uh, I know that a lot of churches actually are going on Facebook or YouTube or whatever doing their um, sermons and that. Do you think that um, you'll see a lot of these older um, people going to that platform and, and watching to connect? Well, I, think, yeah. I think, Priscilla, it's a really big motivation. I think people need that sort of connection. And I think, yeah, one of the reasons that older people may not have gone virtual before is there's not really been a need for them because they've been able to get out they can go to church they can go down to their grocery shopping they can do all of that because that that keeps them and and that's wonderful it keeps them active and that's the absolute best thing we would want for older people but in this 
crisis situation, that's, that has to stop. So it's a really, really big motivation. So what you need, I think that's, that's, it's, it's, you've got to have reasons to start something that you're a bit resistant to. And I think this is a great motivation for them to get online. Um, so they can continue to connect with their church groups. I think a lot of people who you wouldn't expect will be doing that. Now, how can um, the, the children of these older people, their grandchildren, how can we help them with these technologies in that in this time, despite the fact we have to be isolated from them? Well, I, I think what's really cool for us is patience and um, just taking things, I guess, one step at a time. So we found um, one of one of our studies that we ran where we were video conferencing with older people. We had a, a very a very gentle young lad ring them up and take them through the steps, and they loved him. We got a lot of really positive feedback about his just how how supportive he was. So it's about they they phone you anyway. If they, I mean, you would phone your parents even if it's landline phoning. You can take them through the steps on the smartphone. If they only have a smartphone, then you take them through the steps of what they need to do. Now, uh, we've, we've got some manuals that should be going up online, which tell, they're very easy manuals about, um, developed by our IT people, um, Steve Gordon and, um, Bibla Bray, um, that tell people how they can get onto Zoom or Skype using different sorts of modalities, so they, you know, by, by a tablet, by a smartphone, by a, a, a PC. So it's easy steps. So I think if, if people can access that and they can just be gentle and just do it a step at a time. So if they ha- aren't using their smartphone to do text type stuff, just, you know, encourage them, but tell them ex- exactly how to do it step by step. And so these manuals will help. So it's about that being very patient and not, I, I guess, Encouraging, being very encouraging and positive about the small steps that that they make towards using better, you know, more technology. Um, with more seniors forced to use technology at the moment, do you think coronavirus has provided a bit of a silver lining? Um, I think it, I think it is a bit of a silver lining. I think there's there's lots of situations already in the community where we've been trying to have seniors, older people use technology because it's a nice way to connect. So I think the more people use it, the more people who are skilled up, a, a lot of, I mean, the, one of the biggest barriers, Priscilla, has been that digital literacy, not knowing how to get on. So if we can upskill a lot more people, it really just opens it up. I think it is a bit of a silver lining. It's a nice way to put it. If um, you were to say one app or one piece of technology that our older people should you be using it in this time, what would it be? would have to be a smartphone. It's just so easy. Just use that. I think the app, I'd, I'd, I'd be difficult for me to come down about that. I think there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses. I personally use Messenger um, video with my grandchildren. So that's, that's what I use. Incredibly simple. But WhatsApp is, would be just as good. Um, any of those video enhancing, you know, FaceTime video enhancing, um, enhanced apps and they're on your phone anyway so but a smartphone i think yeah tablets are great because they're really easy to use but if you've got a smartphone it means that you don't have to buy anything so what you've got that's what you should use so if you don't have a smartphone if you have a pc what you've got in your house is what you should be using and whatever you can load up that that, you're, that i guess your, your family friends or your church is using so it's it's about 
using what's there and not having to spend money on it. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much for spending the time with us, Lynn, and explaining that. Um, and I will endeavour to upload um, to our sites as well those links to the uh, step-by-step um, Fantastic. stuff for you as well. Um, so thank you very much. Is there anything that you – any further tips that you can sign off with? Um, I think that people – younger people need to be more open-minded about what their older – release can do, what the older people they're in contact with can do. In fact, be more encouraging say, and say, look, you can do this. Um, when they say, I can't do this, then, then, then quote the research. 90-year-olds can do this. You can do this. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Lynn. We'll chat again soon.